All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. You're watching Leafs Morning Tape with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. Hello, what's good? Happy Tuesday. It's a Tuesday edition of Leafs Morning Take presented by Botano, Nick Alberga, and Jay Rosehill back together. And Rosie, the Leafs have landed in Sweden off a plane and right onto the ice. Exactly where you want to go when you go overseas, I guess. Hmm. Bang that practice off and off you go. I'm jealous, man. Doing stuff like that with the team, especially the Toronto Maple Leafs. You'll just be wheeling and dealing, whining and dining, seeing the best of everything with the boys. I'm jealous. It's the first time I really, really miss it is right now. Very jealous. Uh, I will say that the next time the Leafs do something this big, I would think we're going to build up enough uh, equity uh, in the digital game. Maybe we can go on the road together and we can document our times in, say, Sweden or somebody else or somewhere else where the Leafs are playing. Done and done. After this year, next year, we're going to do it up big. I think we're going to catch the All-Star game this year, though. I am excited for that. It'll be our first live on location show. We're going to be doing it in person. Lord knows what else we're going to get into, but uh, lots on the horizon, man. Yeah, not to give away too much, but uh, the Nation Network's going to have a a big, big sort of movement over at All-Star Weekend here in Toronto. We're going to do some live shows. We're going to do a bunch of different things. I know the Oilers guys are going to be here, the Flames guys, and we're all going to get together and get shit-faced and also do some shows together, which is uh, always loads of fun. Uh, certainly, we look forward to that. We look forward to playing your interview from Friday. We... We told you back last week we were excited to do a very big interview, and we did it. Uh, we executed Fraser Minton. We're going to play that interview, Rosie, in about uh, 15 or 20 minutes here. Yeah, you know what I'm starting to put together that I like is the Toronto Maple Leafs seem to draft 
high character individuals. And we've been running them through this show for the last year and change here. Um, Matthew Nyes, you know, Wolsey, now Minton, who else we had on? And they all just seem like kids you'd be proud to have as your own kids. They seem high character. They're polite. They're honest. They have integrity. They're self-deprecating. They're not big egos are not flashy. They don't talk about themselves the whole time. They say the right things. And I know these kids have kind of been prepped for that. And, and they understand that through their own media training in the, in the, the teams that they play for already. But that being said, you can kind of read between the lines and it seems like these kids are, uh, are of high character, which I think is super important for an organization, especially the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's something I noticed. And again, with, uh, Frazier Minton, when we, uh, interviewed him he was no exception little reserve but we got him out of his shell uh, late in the mm-hmm. interview so stay tuned for that in about 15 minutes from now yes we did ask him about his time on on the road in the show kudos to rosie for asking that you always want to know that i asked about the uh the bucket as well going no bucket and warmies why didn't we see it for his nhl debut and the answer might surprise you a bit so uh fraser minton's coming up at the leafs nation 401 on youtube where you could subscribe least morning take wherever you find your podcasts um, so the Leafs have landed. I, I know they've skated already. And Willie Nylander said he's got tickets for 90 to 100 family members, including his grandmother, who's going to wa- get to watch her, her grandson play for the first time in the NHL. That's got to feel amazing. That's also going to be very expensive. I imagine it'd be very expensive. Yeah, but uh, I think he's got a couple of Guy shackles. takes a subway to work. <laughs> yeah, he's been saving up. He's been saving up for this opportunity to get some family members there, but this is once in a lifetime for him. Yeah. I have a feeling he's got a couple shekels coming his way in the next year or so. And why not make the most of it, man, get everyone and their dog there watching. It's a once in a lifetime thing. I doubt these guys will ever go over to Europe and play again. I could be wrong, but this is special. Yeah. And he's obviously taking advantage of it. Bring an old grandma to the game to watch her grandson play. That's pretty special. I love how they asked him how old she is. He's like, I don't know, old. Like some of the questions these days by the media, and I get it, we're part of the media and we're trying to look for that story and fight. But like, man, I can't believe a week later that Subway story still has legs. Like they're still talking about it on the broadcast, how Willie Nylander took the Subway to a game where we, again, how many pro athletes in this city, it just makes more sense. I don't care if finances aside, it takes more it makes more sense to take the subway. Like, I don't know what the story was here. And then I saw today that Michael Nylander, his dad is on the tube there in Sweden. Like, it just makes more sense sometimes to take this type of uh, transportation. But it's still a massive story, Rosie. It's hard-hitting journalism, man. It his is. dad took the tube to the thing. Yeah. Or holy, we got we to gotta let people know they're going to want to hear that. Yeah, I don't get it. Something that came across my thing that I think we should be touching on, even though yeah. it's a Leafs show. Congratulations to LeBron James set a record recently. Incredible stuff. 5,000, the first player in the history of the NBA to have 5,000 turnovers. Congratulations, <laughs> you bum. I was waiting for the punchline. I thought you were going to go with Edmonton because now suddenly Connor McDavid's cronies are coming in like very LeBron, <laughs> but you went, you, you took the detour, I guess. Yeah. I, I couldn't not touch on that, but yeah, I know it is. It, uh, they seem very adamant that they have nothing to do oh, with it. Yeah. No. They're this not scared. Shirtless. That guy's leaving for Toronto in two years. Oh my God. I just, when you look at him, I tweeted something. It's like him and Frank Gallagher from uh, shameless. They look the same, but every time I see him post must be bad lighting in that, in that locker room or something, Ooh. but the guy looks like he's the crypt keeper half the time. He's a young, <laughs> young man. And I'm like, this guy looks like he's on Suey watch here. 
And you think he's wanting to want to stay in Edmonton when it's this big of a disaster. I know they've kind of turned it around the last couple of games. So maybe this guy's not falling as bad, but my Lord, that guy looks beat down and, and haggard. And I just can't imagine he wants to stay in Edmonton. He looked like Connor McPowdy after winning that game last night, man. Like he was being interviewed by Gene Principe. How do you not get it up for an interview with Gene Principe? And he's like frowning. He's like, it's like, dude, you did this to yourself. You know, I actually wrote an article. I believe it's going to be out in the LeafsNation.com today. How the Leafs can actually learn quite a bit from the Edmonton Oilers. I think it's bullshit when players come out and say, we didn't want this. Uh, we're we're, we're, we're shell-shocked. We're, I mean, you're the reason why Woodcroft got fired. Uh, exactly you know, what's going to happen in Toronto if the Leafs don't figure this out. Sheldon Keefe's going to get fired. Where are we going to point the finger? We're going to point the finger at the players. So... I think they can they can learn a lot from the Edmonton situation. Like if if you want to fuck around, you're going to find out, Rosie. Well, it's just I've been a part of teams before where they come and they gas the coach, and then the GM comes in and and rips the entire team. <laughs> new, you know what? Because they say this is your fault, but we can't fire every single one of you. True. So we have to do the next thing to try to get things on track, and that's a good man right there that lost his job because of the way you guys come out this year. And it's like, Oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> so right the Oilers are feeling, feeling a little bit of that, but um, is what it is. I notice a lot of parallels between the Oilers and the Leafs. Obviously the Leafs yeah. are in no way as, as bad as shape, but just happens the high powered offense, um, not being able to win and get over the hump. Their defense is a little bit uh, weak and sometimes they have goaltending issues. I see the parallels. They're in a huge market and lots of expectations, but uh Thank goodness we're not as bad as those Oilers. We're not even close. We're actually doing good. Two-game winning streak right now. It's nice to be on one of those rather than waiting and waiting and waiting for another game after some disappointment, right? It's always that yin and yang. Yeah, and the irony, of course, that the Leafs could score goals, Edmonton can't. Like, if the Leafs were in a scenario where they couldn't score, we'd probably be having this conversation about Sheldon Keefe. But nevertheless, brought to you by DoorDash, it's time for the appetizer. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25 in uppercase for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. So we haven't been together since, I think, last Thursday. And in that time frame, the Leafs have gone from a team that doesn't respond to now they respond too quickly. They got two instigators over the weekend against Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I mean... Obviously, it took them a little while, but uh, they took it to heart. Some of the some of the fingers that were pointed at that team and individuals were not responding to some dirty stuff, specifically like the Marshawn Boston game. Um, they seem to have 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 understood the problem and and have heard <laughs> the cries of the crowd. So they're responding now. You know, with the instigator rule. It's just you just have to you just have to mask it a little better. I mean, I think was it the Domi one where his gloves you can't just shed your They're gloves yeah. thirty feet away and start chasing the guy and jump him <laughs> because you know you can get in his face and give him a push and start skating backwards and like put him in a position to say, Oh shit, I have to. Then usually it's him dropping his stuff first because you're embarrassing him and then you stop drop your stuff. Same result, but you're not getting an instigator penalty. Um, and then Geo just went straight for the guy too. It's it is what it is. An instigator penalty is the easiest one to kill because it's not a lazy hooking penalty in the offensive zone. You know, it's one that, you know, let's get up for this guy. He just showed up. He just went through something. He did something for someone else. Let's bear down extra hard and try to kill this penalty for him. It's one you can live with for sure, but there are ways to get around it by getting a guy to go you and answer the bell without 
being so blatantly obvious about it. Are you sure about that? Because uh, both instigators resulted in a goal for the Vancouver Canucks on Saturday. That's the problem. I didn't say you're going to kill every one of them. I said they're the ones that you're you're okay with. No, I, I agree with you, dude. I'm right there with you. Um, I, I think it's unfortunate the least PK has been so dreadful because I'm okay with uh, the players taking penalties like that. You have to stick up for your teammates. Like, honestly, I feel like we take Mark Giordano for granted. He is 40 years old, and he took it to Dakota Joshua in that fight. Like, uh, like Mark Giordano's the type of player. He He drags you through the fight. And honestly, I think the Leafs in the past and this year or two have needed more players like that where, I mean, this guy's playing for his career. It could be his final year. He wants to win a Stanley Cup, wants to win in Toronto. But I can't, you know, every day I wake up and I'm like, I'm marveled by this guy, what he's doing at that age. Um, it's it's impressive. And you can tell that other guys are locked in when Mark Giordano's out there. They respect the hell out of that guy. Yeah, he's the oldest Toronto Maple Leaf in the history yeah. of the franchise to get in a scrap. Cool, eh? <laughs> That's amazing. amazing. That's unreal. Yeah. Um, yeah, they definitely take him for granted, man. He's his leadership ability, um, his willingness to go to battle. He's old school. He gets it. He understands what it's all about. And it's unfortunate a guy that's 40 years old needs to take the reins on something like that. But these young kids need to be taught a lesson and shown the way, apparently. And he's done that. And I think it's rubbed off on the rest of the team. And it's not the first time he's jumped in and been the guy willing to go to bat for guys when when things happen out there. He did it last year. I sung his praises all year last year. And yeah. he just didn't seem to have it in the playoffs, unfortunately. Just yeah. like nobody did. But, um, you know, hopefully that's a different story this year. And it's just nice that a guy like him can go out there, do the right things. I mean, yeah, they took an instigator penalty. Yeah, they scored on it, but they, they've won both games. So I'd rather that than not respond and not take a penalty and not get scored on the PK, but still be flat and ballless and, and go out there and, and not do anything as a team. So the way they've been playing lately, certainly better. Um, I didn't love the start there last game uh, against Vancouver. I think the first, like, it was 5 6 nothing in shots. They were getting absolutely peppered. You got to be starting the game. But our boy Sammy was on his game again. He seems to have found something. And as I said earlier in these, in these shows, he needs to play more games and just get that switch where he's in a game, stands on his head, the puck's hitting him, he's finding his angles, gets a big W, and holy smokes, can I shake that shit off and move forward? into better pastures, which hopefully he has just done there last game. Personally, again, I just don't want to see him address the media. He made a comment yesterday, jokes or not, about the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't want to hear that shit. Like, he is... What do you say? Oh, it was something sarcastic, like, Tampa's got my number, something to that effect. And it was like, yeah, we get it, man. Like, you suck against them, and you're full Jack Campbell now. Like, this guy's headed towards that path, man, and there's no return, as we see now in Bakersfield. But I, I... I just, dude, I just don't want to see him talk to the media. Your goalie, stop the puck, stop complaining. Uh, the the thing that I remember most about Jack Campbell's tenure in Toronto, every time he surrendered a goal, it's like, oh, I should have had that. Dude, you're a goalie. You're going to let shots in. That's what I think makes Joseph Wall, like somebody I'm, I'm eager to see how his career goes, is the fact that he seems to let a goal in and he rolls, moves past it. You know, short memory, memory of a goldfish. You need, I know it's easier said than done, but you need somebody like that to that effect where he doesn't let every goal bother him because that's how it felt with Jack Campbell late in his career. And I'm so thankful the Leafs didn't re-sign him, quite frankly. Yeah, I think the Oilers would wish they maybe didn't sign him as well. Did I, when they? they did sign him, I was going, uh, didn't you see that that was already proven to not be he got his coach fired. You got anyways, his coach fired. Anyways, yes, he did. I, uh, 
I don't care if they talk to the media. I know everybody's different. Uh, some guys lose their marbles when they get scored on. It just makes <laughs> them fight harder. Fine. Some guys like don't even react whatsoever. And I mean, that's their process. Fine. I don't mind if Sammy's, I don't give a shit what he says to the media. I want him to be confident and he has lost all confidence. And Saturday night was a point in time where he seems to have found his confidence. Yeah. He's been getting what he's been looking for. And finally, in my mind, I'm hoping, and it's not out of the woods yet, but I'm hoping that he's crawled out of this abyss that he's been in where it's one terrible outing after another. Yeah. It's very difficult for a goalie, especially in this market. And to my point, he just needs to get in games where he can get over that, get in games where he can find something, get a win, get his confidence, make the big save late in the game, and then finally be able to move through that. And it's difficult because as you play a player, a goaltender with no confidence, you might be dropping some games and they have with him in the net. So hopefully that's behind him and he can start working on uh, on being a premier player again and switch hitting that crease with Wolf. To be fair, it goes hand in hand. Like I thought the Leafs specifically on Saturday were way better defensively. The best display of defense this team has shown in the early season, 15 games in. And I think that goes hand in hand with goaltending. They were getting the saves, but they weren't like many high danger opportunities. The big boys of Vancouver were very silented. The Leafs did a good job controlling the pace and the play and the urgency and all that. Like they really stepped up as that game continued on after Vancouver struck twice on the power play early after the instigator penalties. So like, they always say, like, show me a good goalie, show me a good defense, show me a good defense, show me a good goalie. Like, it's that whole saying, and to a degree, I believe it, but it was a quiet night, which I liked. Even John Klingberg, who made his return after injury, got banged up right back in the lineup. He's missing at practice. A bit of sarcasm. I'm not really following through on it, but Klingberg played in that game. He was quiet. Didn't notice him. And you know what was great to me? The irony. So Ryan Reeves sit on, sits on Saturday. They have two scraps. The fourth line scores two goals. Pretty crazy. It's not what you want to see when you're that guy <laughs> sitting in the press box. I mean, you're happy for your team, but you're wishing you were out there and part of that, no question. Um, it's not a good look. It's uh, it's tough. And I mean, I've been wondering quietly for years how he does it, how he stays in the league, but I haven't been following him under a microscope by any stretch. I just assume, you know, he is very responsible. He's able to get up and down the ice. He's not a liability at all. Hence why he keeps signing contracts, why he's still in the game, you know, years and years after I was, and I'm the similar type of player. So good on him. Clap, clap. But this year it's like, it hasn't been happening. I know it's not the most defensively sound team in the world, like other teams that he's been on, uh, which is difficult. But when you're that type of player and you're you relied on for that. You can't be getting scored on every single night. You can't be a dash one dash two. It just, you, it's unacceptable. You don't play enough minutes to get scored on that much. You have to be defense first. You can't be making any turnovers. You can't be getting your pocket picked. You can't be caught on the wrong side of the puck. And for that reason, you're not going to put up a lot of points. You got to play really safe. You got to protect the puck. You got to chip it deep. You got to get in and get off. You're not going to be, you know, a whole lot of razzle dazzle, but for the time that you get on, you're going to put that fourth line out when we need, you know, to give the big boys a blow. We need a little bit of an energy boost. We need a big, you know, physical shift and that energy shift. That's what you are. And if you're not able to get out there, protect the puck, move your legs at a high rate, chip it deep, run and bang and crash, get a whistle in the offensive zone, get in someone's face, a little bit of yeah, yeah get off, let those guys take the ozone draw. That's what your job is. If you're getting scored on on the other end of the ice consistently every night, you're minus 10 when there's 10, 12 Bad. games in the season. It's, it, it's not 
it's not okay. You can't have it. And um, I think they've addressed it. They put him up top. And unfortunately for him, things went really well when they did that. And it's not because he was out of the lineup. It's just, you know, happenstance. It's unfortunate for him. But the guys are playing physical without him. Fourth line's contributing without him. It's a tough It's a tough job for Reeves right now. I think he's going to be watching for a little while. By no means will he not get another shot. But um, they seem to have success without him. And that's a, that's a difficult look for him. I get the sense he's not going to miss a lot of time. And mm. I don't know if it's the right call. Like you shouldn't feel this necessity because you signed this guy to a three-year contract to pop him right back in there, right? I understand they're playing Minnesota on Sunday. It's one of his former teams. Maybe they throw him back into the lineup. But I'm under the belief, like even goaltending-wise, they haven't released who's going to start the first game of the two here. But I, I just roll with the odd hand. I roll with the guy who got the latest victory. That's Ilya Samsonov. I roll with the latest lineup that got me success, right? Bobby, don't call me Vince McMahon comes in. I thought he was really good in that fourth line. I thought Camp elevated his play. Gregor scores a goal. Like it, it, it seems like everybody's in their correct position. And if that means Ryan Reeves, Rosie's not in the lineup, it is what it is. I'm sorry to say it. Oh, I agree. Ryan Reeves watching the fourth line. <laughs> what the hell is this? They're in the same. Ah, uh, he's watching. I know it's. Uh, I agree, man. It looked like a well-rounded team when that fourth line's buzzing. I mean, yeah. I can't stand it when you don't have a bit of a physical energy line on the fourth line and you have just a bunch of, you know, mediocre third liners into the fourth line and they're out there trying to score goals. And it's like, Jesus, man, we have guys to do that. You're, we're missing now an element of the game that could be very beneficial to the momentum of it. And they tried to do that throughout, you know, the 2015, 16, 17, 18, that era, just completely get rid of the tough guys. And it just seemed to be like guys who are out of their element, who aren't able to produce, who don't really understand the role. I think they're reverting back to like figuring that out, whether Reeves is in or not. That line looked like they were buzzing. Um, they were doing all the things they needed. They were keeping the energy. They weren't a liability on the on the defensive side of the puck. They're chipping in offensively, uh, sticking up for each other, banging, crashing, getting into scraps, this, that. It just it looked solid. And like you say, it looks like guys are where they need to be. And I'd be shocked if I mean half the time coaches that I know will not change the lineup, even if it's just out of uh mm -hmm out of what do you call it? Um, superstition. Like we won. I can't mess with the lineup again. So I would be surprised if they did. I'm again, I'm not saying Reeves is going to be out all the time or out for an extended period of time. I'm sure they'll go back to him and give him a, another shot. But I mean, you got to ride with what works and it seems like they've been searching, especially Keith in his mind, he's been searching for a formula that works seems to have found it here. And if he dicks with it now, I got to really question what's going on up in his mind. Back to a 40-year-old, I guess, policing the game for the, the Maple Leafs. So we're at that conversation level again. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it is what it is. But I, I'm there with you. I think right now I look at this Leafs lineup. Ryan Reese shouldn't be in it. We'll see what they have in store for these two games at the Global Series in Don't Sweden. forget, it's an Olympic-sized ice, man. Like, Revo is not going to... I mean, I played on Olympic-sized ice, and it was such a... There's more room to be exposed. I skated well, so my skating was never an issue. You're a good my skater. Puck, my puck handling. Yeah, look it up. Uh, fastest skater. I, I remember Philadelphia you. Flyers. Google it. Googsy it. But skated well. Did not handle the puck well. Uh, wasn't real patient. Gripped my stick like crazy. That was my downfall. The skating was okay, but with Revo, if you're going to be out there, you got more room. You got more time with the puck, so it might help a guy. But also, there's a lot of space out there for guys to expose you. So it'll be interesting to see if Revo does get in, how he does on the Olympic ice. It'll be interesting to watch NHL hockey on the Olympic ice. And I'm only assuming it's Olympic ice because it's over in Sweden. Could be wrong. It's called Avicii Arena. I'm going to have to double check on that front. Maybe I'll Avicii, check. Avicii, rest in peace, Avicii. Yeah. 
legend. Uh, I'll text Frank Cervelli and ask him. We're going to have Frank on Friday's show and, and preview that game. Um, but he's out in Sweden. So is Luke Fox from Sportsnet. So I'll get the uh, 100% uh, facts on that if it is Olympic ice for that game. Because I know they've staged a lot of games at the arena they're playing at. There are four teams over in Sweden. Uh, Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year with the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. For those of you who, may, who smoke the competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes that you have winning despite your lack of team building skills. Download the Wendy's app and score yourself 150 bonus reward points on your first order and grab a sweet victory from the mouth-watering jaws of the feet along with some fresh, never-frozen beef. Put your prediction skills to the test and score yourself 1,300 bonus points. If you win the week, use your points to grab your favorite menu items at Wendy's. Sign up to play Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool to win weekly prizes like the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's and the Wendy's app. Head on over to dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com to play today. Did you see what Nikita Zadorov did on Friday through his agent? Like, I don't think the guy was out of the shower, and right away there was a tweet saying Zadorov wanted a trade. That had to be calculated. Bright Lights of Toronto Hall of Fame game, right? I was like, how did this just get, you know, the news broken right now is the weirdest time in the world. I was like, am I just kind of seeing this late? And I'm looking around. I'm like, no, this is fresh. Send it to some Oilers buddy or to some flames buddies. And they're like, what the hell? Where'd you see that? I'm like, and then it just started blowing up everywhere. But is that what he did? Went through his agent after the game. <laughs> yeah. So Dan, Dan Milstein, by the way, I reached out to Dan Milstein on Sunday, asked him to come on least morning take. They're not making any further comment on Akita Zadorov and the trade request because it got wild there for a second. Like people felt like it was imminent that he was going to be a Toronto Maple Leaf from, from everything we know. He's been connected to Toronto, Vancouver, New Jersey. I could tell you right now, any team who thinks they're a contender, Rosie's going to be interested in this guy. And that's what concerns me from the Maple Leafs perspective. Like, yeah, he would be an amazing fit. How far do you want to go for a guy like Nikita Zadorov is the question. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Obviously the uh, flames are, you know, in a position where they need to figure out what direction they're going in. If they do unload this guy, they're going to want a lot in return. I think they're going to want some, some pretty heavy draft picks, prospects, that kind of thing to build around in the next few years, especially going to that new barn there coming up in the the next handful of years. What's going to happen with, with some of the contracts they have and Huberto, they're kind of a mess right now. And kind of. I imagine, you know, the ball's going to be in their court as far as what do you, what are you going to offer me for this guy? Right. And I mean, I know Tree Living knows he needs a D-man like that. They do not come up all the time. The price is going to be decently high. What that is, I don't know. I think we're going to be unloading like some prospects and like Nick Robertson types to, in order to get this guy, um, what the deal looks like, I don't know. But I just do know that if the deal goes by and passes you by and we don't get him, you got to think to yourself, are we capable of winning a Stanley Cup with the with the roster we have right now? And on the back end, the answer is no. You're not winning a Stanley Cup right now. You have to make a move. And what that looks like as far as making a deal, it's going to hurt. You're not going to want to give up what you're going to have to to get that guy. But we need a big, strong, solid D-man that can be responsible and reliable and that has a massive upside that plays physical and everything else that that guy does. Like, we freaking need it. So, like... Mm -hmm. I don't want to say whatever the price is, pay it. But I mean, if you're going, no, that's too steep. Well, then what are you in the game for? Are you trying to win a cup or not? You're going to have to sacrifice some stuff to get the guy. And you know, goddamn well, we need that back end bolstered. So it'll be interesting to see what comes across uh, Tree Living's plate here in the next few weeks trying to get this guy. 
Of course, a Dan Milstein tweeting out, get your Leafs tickets today. It was so calculated. He knew exactly what he was doing. And that is to your point, how far are the Leafs willing to go? I know Nick Abruzzese's name's been out there. If you think Nick Abruzzese's going to get Nikita Zadorov, I think you're sadly mistaken. Is it going to be today's guest? Is it going to be Fraser Minton that goes? Is it going to be Easton Cowan? Because you're right. You want something, you have to give up. And, and that's the unfortunate part. It's not just Leafs Nation. It's every fan base. They want exhibit a but they want to pay like uh you know a discounted rate it doesn't work in this league i know brad tree living used to work for the calgary flames so i do to believe that they actually probably want more from the guy and i, I think that's the the concern from my point of view is that a lot of teams are going to be after zadorov and tanev and pretty much every defenseman the leafs would covet on that roster and if i'm calgary i'm probably slow playing this whole thing yeah, like like I said, the ball is going to be in their court. They're gonna they're gonna sit back, and I mean, everyone's going to jump at this. He's a a solid defenseman, which everyone seems to be looking for. Everyone who's making a run is looking for it, and they know that. So they're going to be playing hardball. Um, what their relationship is with Tree Living at this point in time, I can't say I exactly know, but there is a relationship there. Whether that helps or hurts the Maple Leafs, it's hard to say. But if we do get this deal done, we're going to have to get. We're going to have to give something, someone up, and that person is going to go on and have a career, and we are going to watch them for the rest of their career. And I know the Leafs fans and the Leafs franchise is famous for making trades and then watching that player flourish. You just can't worry about that right now. You're trying to win right now, and you're going to have to give up something of value to get something of value back. So it will look like one of those guys. And I just, I, I'm leaning on the side of, of give it up and make a run. Like you're not going to have this, this spot in the, in the NHL rankings for forever. You're not going to have this amount of talent and firepower and ducks in a row. You're just missing a piece. And if you have to give up some future to get it, then do it. Or there's no point in even playing because if you don't, yeah, that guy's going to grow up and become a prospect and maybe work out and maybe not and be on the roster back when the core four are gone and later down the road, when they're not in this position anymore, it's like, well, great. You, you, you kept them for what you're not going to win. You know what I mean? Your time to win is now. So either you're all in or you're all out. And I'm, I'm wanting to see him, you know, make a deal for this guy, get him on the roster. I know it's going to hurt to give up what they're going to have to give up, but you're not going to win without it. You got to find one of these guys and they don't come up all the time. I think our people are wondering, like, I mean, you, you have a bit of PTSD to like, a Felino trade, like, do they want to blow their load in terms of what they have asset-wise to pick up a Nikita Zadorov and think more of him than he truly is? And I know I'm getting roasted in the chat. By the way, he's gone by both iterations of the last name Zadorov and Zadorov. I believe I said both of them. It's tomato. It's tomato. It's Mahalik. It's McCulloch. So fuck all of you. But nevertheless, um, I'm going off. Yeah, and I'm going off. I'm popping off right now. No, I'm kidding. Um, but that, that's the concern, right? And that's, I think, the tough part about being a GM in this league is like, what's too much? What's enough? How badly do you want a guy? You have to calculate all that shit, you know? Oh. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, majorly. And I always want to be a fly on the wall in those offices when those phone calls come and like who's playing hardball, who's playing possum, uh, who's keeping their cards close to their vest and what kind of back and forth. And, you know, I think draft day with Kevin Costner is one of the closest movies you can get to it where he's wheeling and dealing, working the phones on draft day to put together this, this monster deal. And I, I always love it during free agency, during trade frenzy, during any types of um, trades, what's going on in that GM's room. How much bullshitting are they having back and forth? Who's pulling their hair out? Who's who's got the you know the ball in their court? Who's got the power? Right now, I think it's the Calgary Flames with with a guy that everyone's yeah. looking to, to to add to their roster. So it would be interesting, and it's just a matter of you know a last minute decision. Is that GM going to say, "Yeah, fuck it, let's pull the trigger, let's do it, get this guy on the roster"? I know it hurts to give up this, but if you need me to sprinkle in this guy to get this deal done, let's do it. And let the chips fall where they may. That's all you can do because no one has a crystal ball, but you do know what you need on your roster at the point in time. And I don't know, you let this guy go, or are you going to get somebody else? It's just, I would hate to go into playoffs and not have what you need. And just, you know, if the price is steep right now for Zadorov, you know, down the, down the line at the trade deadline, if someone pops up right then, I promise you the price is going to be steep then too. True. So figure it out now. I don't know. It's a tough job. I'm glad it's not me, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. All I know is that we definitely need somebody on the back end. We need to mix it up. Handshake line respect. I see you. I know you were kidding. I just want to give you a difficult time. A Nikita Zadorov or Zadorov. Take your pick. Ross Hill or Rose Hill. Alberga Alberga. I don't give a fuck. No, I we Ross do. Hill. <laughs> you ever been called Jay Ross Hill? Has anybody fucked your name up royally on a broadcast? No, people have thought I'm native before. Really? Because the name Rose Hill. I don't know. It was uh yeah, I don't know. My when I was in the Nasty Knuckles um podcast, podcast there, he's Nasty was the was the trainer in Philadelphia, absolute beauty, one of the all-time greats. And I signed with them and was back home in Alberta and he he's calling me. He's like, Hey, I'm going to ship you your gear. You know, where do you want it? And I'm sending my address and he's like, Hey, is there anything like specific or special? Like that needs to happen there with, uh, and he's going to be intimidated. And I'm like, no, just like sender. He's like, Hey, it'll make it there. And I'm like, nasty. Like what, what don't you get? Like, I, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I don't know. Like how never like, like the reserve, like the reserve or the reservation and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, well, I kind of thought that you were like lived on the the reserve and on the, on the native reserve. I'm like, what, nasty what the fuck are you talking about he's like i don't know i thought you were native and i don't know what to say here and i'm like I, i'm not a native american and i i i don't know why and he's like oh i just thought with your last name i started dying laughing i was like i've never Jeez. got that 
before. Cool. There's uh there's reserves around me and stuff like that. But yeah, I just don't happen to live on one. So that was the one time where I got that. And then other guys that played against me thought I was, you know, of native descent as well. But I'm not. I just yeah. got a last name that's cool, like a Native American. So rock on. You wouldn't believe this, the one I get all the time. Alberja or algebra. I know. I wondered that when algebra. I started working with you too. Yeah, algebra. That's hey, go go work on your math. Like the the shittiest chirps you can hear, like playing sports. Like go Yikes. work on like beer league chirp. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly what you would hear. Anyways, uh, we've wasted enough time. Our feature presentation. The following interview is brought to you by Sober Carpenter. Hold the alcohol, keep the flavor. Enjoy a range of non-alcoholic beers so good that you'll think it's the real thing. Look for it at uh, a Sober Carpenter. Excuse me, at Sobies, Loblaws, Whole Foods, Metro, Farm Boy and other retailers today. Any final words before we get to this interview, Rosie? No, enjoy it. We are poking and prodding. He's a pretty polished professional with the interviews and whatnot, but I think we got him to open up a little bit towards the end. Nice kid, though. In junior, it's been a couple weeks there. now, eh? Yeah, it's it's great. It's a lot different, but it's a ton of fun being back with, you know, the boys your age and uh, just just being a kid here and uh, playing lots is super fun as well. So it's it's been good. So I got to ask you uh, off the top here. You were recently named uh, captain. What was that moment like for you? I saw it on social media. Yeah, it was it was sweet. Obviously, uh, kind of knew it was coming. Uh, talked about it at the end of the season last year with the the staff here and uh, like the boys. So that that was cool. But to officially get named and stuff is huge honor and. Um, yeah, it's uh I'm very happy about it. Pretty sweet, man. It's like not a lot of 19 year olds can say, you know, they cracked the lineup in the show. And especially in the way that you did it, where you come out of training camp, there's there's tons of jostling for position, there's depth charts galore, and you just step in and just say, I don't care about any of that. You outperform everybody and you're in yourself a spot on the opening night roster. What was it like to play in the show? Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. It was uh, yeah, obviously, like you said, just maybe kind of having that oh, like attitude of not caring about those depth charts and anything like that. Just kind of gave me a, a bit of juice to to go in there and make a statement, and then obviously getting the the trust and uh, belief from the staff there that picks the team to to get me on, get me in some games there at the start was dream come true and uh so much fun and and hopefully uh can get back there at some point for sure what stood out to you is the difference i mean you're riding on jets you're staying in the hotels you're you're doing the whole show thing man what stood out to you in all honesty as something that just blew your mind as uh i'm in the show right now i mean the hockey's just hockey once you get out there it's obviously super high level but um probably the most drastic changes where the off ice stuff with like how ridiculously you get treated. Um, especially with the, with the Leafs there, I don't, they don't take any shortcuts on hospitality for the boys with, with food or rooms or travel, like you said. So that stuff was all pretty insane to me. It's like, uh, I think I said it at some point, like it feels like you get treated too good up there. Hey, it's the national league for a reason, my man. I uh, mean, I got to yeah. ask you like, so, Everybody in this market's trying to figure out like how it happened, what happened. Like you're training in the off season. Like was anything different? Obviously you're on the radar. You had a monster year last year. We got a lot of prospects writers over at the leafsnation.com that have been documenting your work and your, your, your projection and, and the way you've been moving. But like, was there anything that clicked in the off season or the feel that you had going into training camp that suggested like, Hey, I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm doing great. 
I mean, I think personally, I've kind of felt that every every off season recently. Um, I only really started training like diligently for hockey when I was fourteen, fifteen, and in the summers, fifteen year old summer was the first summer I really worked out like for hockey or anything. Before that, I would just be a normal kid, play regular sports and stuff. So I think I had a bit of a, a late, you know, timeline because of that, maybe a little bit. So these past few summers in, in Vancouver, I had a, a few great summers there with a trainer named Ryan Kerr helped me out a lot. Um, and then these past couple of summers, since I got drafted by the Leafs, like I, I remember during the interview process with them, they're, they're saying like, if you, if we draft you, you know, we've got training here all summer with some of the, the best resources around like food and everything taken care of too. So, um, you know, would, would you want to come into that? And that just sounded like the dream for me, just get everything taken care of and you just get to work, work hard with the best coaches in the summer. So the past two years, I've really embraced that and tried to spend as much time as I can, um, out East there. And it obviously sucks a bit being away from friends and family in the summer, but the training's unbelievable and I've found like I've, I've made huge strides and like my, my development because of that with the, uh, with the staff here in the summer. So that probably gave me a, a bit of confidence. Um, felt good about, about my game. Felt like I improved coming into to camp right away there. Yeah. You turn into a Falcon stud. Let's just call a spade a spade here. For day. <laughs> hey, what's the biggest change? I know it's a huge jump from the WHL and for many junior uh, rankings to the NHL, Hockey wise on the ice, what did you think the biggest difference that you noticed was making that step to the NHL and now going back to the dub, looking back on it, what you noticed was was the biggest, biggest difference in that league? I think probably like the pace. I mean, maybe in another league or something, like a physicality is obviously big too, big difference there. But uh, like Western Kane junior hockey is pretty, pretty physical as far as junior hockey goes. So I was used to that a little bit, but obviously everyone's way stronger and stuff, but probably just the pace of play with like the, the speed. Um, everything's so fast. You, you know, you hear when you're a kid, like your minor hockey coach say, you know, Crosby only touches the puck for 10 seconds in a game or whatever on a stick. Like don't be smart about what you're doing off the puck and stuff. But in, it's like so true. You hardly touch the puck. You I remember coming back to the intermission. I usually retape my stick all the time. I'm looking at it. Like I don't need to retape this. So, <laughs> barely touch the fuck out there. And, um, it's so true. You have to be so aware of, of what you're doing every time you get some time and space and your play off the puck is, is so huge and, and so important just positionally and making sure you're in good spots to, to move around and not get beat by everyone who's also just fast, strong and, and smart. So. So Rosie and I are a unique blend because he played in the NHL and I'm, I've been a media member for like 12 years. I've covered the lease for a long period of time. Your first dose of Toronto from the media standpoint, like what was that experience like as a young kid coming in? It's not junior anymore, is it? No, it's it's a lot different. Um, you know, I, I think like right after the draft, they usher you backstage kind of thing and you get thrown a, on a podium and it's you're right into the gauntlet just like that. Yeah. We had uh, we, we have a really good media guy here in Kamloops who, you know, talks to us at, at training camps about how to handle uh media and stuff his name's john Keane. does a great job of that so had a, a few pointers from him obviously which which i think helped but it's still lot lights camera action with 20 guys and microphones trying to get a headline right away so it was it's definitely it's it's different not something you can say you know how to deal with i think until you get some reps in it for sure 
Fridge, when you got back to to your team, got back to Kamloops, I mean, I know what it's like, you know, say midget when a guy sticks around with a dub team for a while and, you know, cracks the roster but ends up getting, you know, some reps back in midget and he comes back and he's got his his dub team bag and the half visor and the this and that. And it's kind of like, Ooh, ah, when you come back to, to the blazers and you're coming back down from the show at your age, what are the boys, what are the boys saying? Are they pretty proud of you? What are they asking? What, what kind of, what kind of stories are getting thrown around the room? Yeah, that's, that's funny. I, you know, it feels like yesterday that I was one of those, you know, 15 year olds or guys are coming back from the dub and you think it's so sick and <laughs> yeah. So it's uh no, it's you're right. Like you walk in there with your, you got your NHL stuff. Some guys are like throwing on your helmet. <laughs> like, thinking, oh, this is sick. No ear guards. Like, this is sick. <laughs> you got, yeah. You got that yeah. going and stuff like that. But everyone's obviously just, just really happy for you. And, you know, like, obviously the guys here are excited to get, get back, get me back and just get, you know, we were, we were struggling here for a bit in Kamloops and don't have the best record right now. So just asking, you know, how was it, all that stuff, and excited to get back back on the ice and go win some games. So, Fraser, that moment where they tell you you're going to make your NHL debut, uh, I'd love for you to relive it. Like, what went through your mind, the phone calls you made, that just your your childhood dream finally being accomplished? Yeah, it was it was unbelievable feeling. Um, you know, there's probably, a, you know, a couple times where you've really felt that, you know, good about myself or like happy yes. with achieving something and probably like the draft and then like honestly and um so up there for for a top moment in my life for sure here and that I, I earned it there and uh called my, my good buddies from you know junior teams and you know bantam midget teams i played with there right away and uh mom and dad after that I knew there would be a little little longer of a phone call um tried my brother i don't think he answered but uh <laughs> just you know telling them all was awesome too to hear their excitement you know they've they've seen it all firsthand and, and know how much i care about it and stuff like that so uh to share it obviously not in person but just talk to them was amazing and felt super rewarding personally Okay, man. So the big question for me ever since I found out we were going to be interviewing you, uh, and we talked about this on Least Warning Take when it went down your debut, was there any conversation about you going no Bucky for warmups a la what Connor Bedard did? And somebody's like, you know what, I'll pick up the tab on that fine for you, buddy. Yeah, you know, I think I think that would have been a, a no-brainer for sure, but the Leafs are very strict about that. Oh, you know, okay. even um so oh. like reeves doesn't reeves hasn't worn a helmet for warm-ups his whole career right and he gets here and he's he's forced to wear a helmet for warm-ups like even he's he's like no way full-on team rule so uh after i heard Brutal. him he was he was talking about that at, at lunch during training camp one of the days and after I heard him say that, I was like, there's no, there's no shot. I'm even going to bring this up. So yeah, unfortunately, you just said your bucket when Revo is uh, for a story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It? I didn't even, even bring that up. So the, the flow was on lock for those, those laps there. Shit. One day, buddy. One day. Yeah. Hey, now that you're down, you know, you're back, you're the captain of your team, Canloops Blazers. You got a season ahead of you. I'm sure lots on the docket, lots of goals and lots of aspirations. But as far as you personally, put the hammer down, gain nothing but confidence, get that swagger, work on your game. Is that the plan going into next year? I imagine that, you know, with the strides you took this year in training camp, 
you're ready to rock and roll next year and, and make the most of both this season in junior huge building year for you build it up and and what's the plan going into next year i know it's tough to look forward for uh, an athlete to get too far ahead of yourself but what's the plan for this season yeah absolutely just just like you said hammer down and, and get better at everything i think for me like this the sky's the limit as a player i think you know i've got got lucky with the having a big frame just naturally and um, you know, I, I can move out there. That's obviously something you need and then think the game pretty good. That's good, good baseline. Anyone would want to have trying to become a pro. And then I think from, from there, it's just working on the other stuff, like, you know, working on your physicality, your skills, your versatility as a player, everything that's going to allow you to, you know, make the jump one day and then be effective once you can, can get in and, and stick hopefully. So uh this is a great opportunity this season to get a ton of reps you, know, you practice a lot longer here like practices are twice as long twice as hard and um you're playing a ton of minutes so it's uh you know great opportunity to as you said hammer down and continue to get better be honest have you thought about playing for team canada in, in like a month or two here yeah totally it's you know goal mine since i was 16 and, and in the dub probably uh when i started you know, jotting down, looking ahead, thinking you know, 2024 Sweden, love to love to be a part of that. So um, obviously feel like I did a good job at start of year getting my name in the mix by sticking around in the NHL for a bit there. And now just got to have a solid, uh, solid month and a bit here and hopefully get an opportunity to attend the camp, do, do what I can there and hopefully it takes care of itself. Let's talk about an American teammate of your, Matthew Nice. I, I think Rosie was going to go here anyways, but you guys developed some serious chem. And we had him on a couple times last year in the spring. Absolute stud, stallion of a human being, as you know, great flow. He's just feeling great about life, looking good in the show right now. Well, what was it like to play with him? I mean, like you guys developed chemistry really, really quickly there. Yeah, you bet. He's a great dude and uh, obviously doing really well right now. Happy for him. But uh, yeah, I think I, I saw centering him first right off the bat there in, in Traverse. And uh, I was pumped about that. Obviously see his highlights all over social media last year, just ripping up college and he's a beast, huge human being and can move out there powerfully on the ice. And uh, we had a couple of good plays, like in the first period of our first game there and just kind of kept, kept rolling from there throughout Traverse and then playing together in preseason as well. Some reps on the penalty kill together. We were doing really good, just kind of reading off each other and, um, you know, there's, there's not a man, not many guys who are under 25 kind of hanging around the, the Leafs organization at that point, starting the year there. So we ended up, you know, spending a lot of time chatting together, just being close in age group and, uh, got along well. So happy to see he's, he's ripping it up there and hopefully see him again sometime in the summer at camp again next year. What were you able to pick up from Austin Matthews? You know what? I was laughing the other day. Henrik Lundqvist put out a new like cologne or something like that. And I always wondered like if Austin Matthews put out a cologne, what would it smell like? Like absolute stud success. Like the, the dude, the, the guy's swagger is off the charts and you probably know this better because you were around him on a daily basis. Like what'd you pick from him? Yeah. Super cool dude. Obviously. Um, really nice guy though just you know he's he's obviously got that swag with the mm -hmm. with the cameras on and everything and he's obviously got a presence to himself lots of confidence there um you know for sure like justified with with how good he is what he does out there um but he's also just a, a great human being just nice guy 
um, you know, like take, take took me and Nigel for lunch one day and uh, just like chills with the guys and talks to you like your normal guy and, and treats everyone very nice. So super cool dude. And uh, obviously nice to see the, the human side of him and, and get to spend some time with him was, was super sick. Phenomenal here. Well, we'll end on this one. Uh, friend of the podcast, Joseph Wool actually texted this to me. He got a pair of cowboy boots recently that he insisted he was going to wear down in Nashville. I'm assuming you got those cowboy boots. He wanted to know if you've actually wore those cowboy boots yet. <laughs> He's going to give it to me, but I've not, I've not worn oh. them. Yeah, we were doing a, we were doing a group, a group costume there. And there were like these, they went for the super cheap boots just to, to fill out the costume i saw these these like brown nice leather boots i thought like you know i might actually wear these again so i went away from the group outfit there and got them and they were a little pissed so <laughs> he'll be he'll be happy to hear i haven't worn them but they'll get worn eventually is that a case of you spending a little bit of your show dough going i imagine Ooh. you had a couple paychecks in the big league hey was that a little shock to the system or what yeah, those are unbelievable. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel like you can go from uh, the $50 boots to the $80 boots without without a scratch when you get some of those paychecks. So hey. you get double meat on your sub at Subway. Hey, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> extra chicken at Chipotle. Oh, man. Unreal. Splurge a bit, buddy. Uh, really, really appreciate you taking the time uh, for us. Uh, best of luck moving forward here with Kamloops. Uh, also, the World Junior Camp coming up. And we hope to see you in training camp and hopefully once again back on the show, okay? Yeah, you bet. Thanks, guys. Nice to meet you guys and uh, pleasure anytime. There you have it. Hope you guys enjoyed that. That was uh, Fraser Minton, now the captain of the Kamloops Blazers. And presumably we will see him at the World Junior for uh, Team Sweden. Uh, your final thoughts in the interview, Rosie? Nice kid, man. It's good to open him up at the end of it. You know, you get the PC yeah. answers. You wanted a bit more. I get it. You want yeah, he's a nice kid and opened up a uh, nice guy, nice kid. Like I said, high quality, high character people. These uh, Leafs are drafting these days. Hey, how about this story? So this is a um, evolving story, actually, as we did this interview out of the UK. British police have arrested uh, Matt Petgrave and charged him with manslaughter and the death of Adam Johnson. Developing story, man. This is breaking everywhere. But again, I. I'm careful to talk about any of this stuff, but I did make a mistake. I would say a couple of weeks ago when I said, I haven't seen the video and I presume like, I didn't think a human being can get to a level. And again, innocent until proven guilty, but I never thought a human being can get to the level where they want to kick somebody with escape. But maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, you're not allowed to have an opinion on it. If you haven't watched it and dissected there, it, you got to yeah. watch the video. Um, I even found like, I can't find any more. I, I, a really clean and clear zoomed in video. And I was like, Crazy. Oh good. That's the one that's out now. And then it just went away and it's back to that fuzzy grainy one. But yeah, that that's breaking. As we were listening to that interview, I was like, I'm not going to talk about this until it's, you know, I couldn't find a whole lot of uh, reporting on it. And then sports illustrated everyone BBC. else starts going, it, it happened. He got arrested for manslaughter. Now, I assume the investigation or it already the investigation happened. Now there's an arrest. Now we'll go to some sort of court court trial. I don't know how it works, but absolutely wild, man. Um, again, to go back to it, it, uh, it just, I feel for everyone involved, Petgrave included. I don't believe his intention was to, I don't know, but I do know that there's no reason his legs should have come up there. It was not momentum. It was not part of the play. 
you'd have like he had to physically lift it up against momentum to try to get it towards Johnson, in my opinion. And I just don't understand how that happens. And again, I would like to have him. We chatted about having him on our Department of Discipline podcast with hockey fights and we were just wondering if it was the right time or too soon and now that's probably going to be hard to do with him in uh in custody but what a wild development to that sad sad story and we will continue to watch it as it unfolds but matt petgrave arrested for manslaughter on the death of uh of johnson they're unbelievable pretty crazy stuff um again tough transition but uh, the leafs are in sweden they're getting set to uh, take on detroit and the uh, minnesota wild starting at friday at 2 p.m eastern time by the way this week's player to watch is presented by covered bridge potato chips a layup for me rosie i'm going to go with willie nylander going home for two games a 15 game point streak the guy's a rock star and personally i'd love to see him come back with a new contract wink wink nudge nudge Mm, that'd be cool. Good time to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. not a bad pick there. He's on fire. I want to see how long this streak lasts for. Uh, my guy's going to be Ilya Samsonov. Watching this guy pull himself out of this funk. We're hoping that he took a big step into getting there. Last game with his win. I imagine he'll be playing one of these games for sure overseas. And I'm watching him to see if he can build on what he's uh, what he's done here on the weekend and see if he can bump that that confidence up to getting back to where he needs to be in order to be one of the dudes on this franchise. So Ilya Samson, I was my guy. Go to coverbridgechips.com and follow on Instagram at CB underscore chips. From there, we roll on to Botano brought to you by Botano, the 2023 EGR winner for both the best sports book operator of the year and best in place sports operator awards. The game starts now. And there was a couple different things I was looking at tonight. I like the St. Louis Tampa Bay over in that game. I like Florida in regulation in San Jose. Might take a sniff at the Calgary Flames on the road in Montreal. Having said that, Montreal has played uh, the Calgary Flames tough. They played everybody tough throughout the season. So a couple uh, couple of different looks. Do you like anything in the Monday Nighter? Not to put you on the spot. Uh, It's Tuesday. Never mind. Never mind. It's Tuesday. Yeah, today's Tuesday. Forgot. We didn't do a show yesterday. We're on hiatus. Our producer, Aaron, was celebrating Remembrance Day, rightfully so. So we had a little hiatus. No comment. You, no <laughs> comment, man. You, no comment. National holiday, I thought. National holiday. Apparently out east. There was a mix-up yesterday, meat. okay? We we air out dirty laundry on this program. There was a mix-up yesterday. We're good. We're cool. We're fine. We've rolled on here, Rosie. Maybe Grapes was right. You guys out there don't care enough about Remembrance Day. I don't know. We you're commemorating a day where we're in the poppy. That's that's my wonder, right? Uh, we're all good. I'll open my Botano account and figure out what kind of plays we got for Let's the hear next it. one. Yeah, but those are the plays I like. Again, we, we can't bet on the Leafs till like Friday, which kind of sucks. But a couple different things I'm looking at tonight: a nine game slate in the league. So we'll leave it at that. Just some news and notes to wrap from practice. I know the Leafs practiced today, yesterday, but I wanted to bring this to light. Connor Timmins back skating. Klingberg didn't skate yesterday. Marty, Marty Jones is in Sweden with the team as a third goalie. I uh, love that Sheldon Keefe comment regarding the whereabouts of uh, David Camp yesterday, saying he's going to be fine. He just needs a, some of the swelling to go down in his face from the clean hit to the head he took. Love that path. <laughs> I know nature. that was Pretty a good jam. It's yeah, a clean yeah. hit. Why is his face swelled up and shit? It's, uh, it's a pretty obvious one. It'd be hard to stay away from that, which obviously he couldn't, and I like it. Yeah. Good stuff. So we got our roasting out of the way with producer Aaron, but producer Aaron is uh, is the rock on this show. So we do love you. Nevertheless, uh, thank you to everybody in the chat. Thank you to the Kamloops Blazers uh, for hooking up Fraser Mint and the captain there. 
everybody in the chat at the Leafs Nation 401 where you could subscribe. So you're going to be back on Thursday, right? We got another special guest coming up on Thursday. Jonas Hoagland, Toronto Maple Leaf legend, who's a Swede. He's going to be at the game uh, on Sunday in Sweden. He's going to drop by for a lay of the land of the Global Series as well. So looking forward to that on Thursday. Yeah, it'll be good. He'll be our insider across the pond, giving us the goods. So that's nice to have. We'll look forward to that. And uh, Carter Hutton will be in the mix tomorrow. So we'll continue to tee up these two games for the Maple Leafs. But uh, understandably so, feeling a bit better about this team, um, especially when you compare it to where we were even last Thursday. They get that win against the Calgary Flames hard fought on Friday. Then they beat the Vancouver Canucks, arguably the hottest team in the league coming into that game. So good news all around. We're feeling good about the Maple Leafs. We'll talk tomorrow. For Jay Rosehill, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Take care. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N dot com. <laughs> you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation. You know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know. Make sure to check out more of our content right here on the Leafs Nation YouTube page. We got long form interviews, we got clips, we got epic rants by Jay Rozo. We simply have it all. And don't forget, you can find out much more at theleafsnation.com. Thanks so much for watching. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.